0: And welcome to Down with the Browns. And welcome back to another episode of Down with the Browns. What's, What's up? Up? What's up, go Browns! Go Browns! Uh, well, NFL draft happened finally, so. All of our predictions were wrong. Um, we traded back from 44. What was your initial thoughts when you saw that?
1: I waited this long. I got to wait some more.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: I I understand why they did it. Now, granted, I wasn't the biggest fan because there were still a lot of, you know, pieces on the board. Um Especially when Logan Hall and Christian Watson both went, it's understandable why they traded back from 44 to 68. Um, now the, in terms of the trade, um, they gave up the 44th pick and then got a third round in 2022 and two fourth rounders. So we ended up walking away, you know, netting two draft picks here. So that, that was great, but, to watch guys like David Ajabo get picked right after at 45, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, because there, there was still a lot of talent there, but I get why they traded back. You know, they weren't as high, and in terms of they, they just couldn't find a player that they felt was worthy in that spot. Um, so they traded back. So I'm kind of 50 50 on it. If I'm Mac, I live next to a Steelers fan.
1: They got George Pickens. I wasn't happy about that.
0: (laughs) I really wasn't that high on him. Be honest. I don't like his injury. You
1: say that now. You say that now, but I bet you play back something.
0: My boy Denzel's gonna lock that kid up. It's locked down.
2: I I don't know, man. I've been hearing crazy stuff in in terms of, uh, because everybody was saying about how much of a red flag he is, like off the field. Um, I I mean, he was already suspended once at Georgia for fighting with a teammate. Um, now there are, there are things back in 2019, he got in trouble for assaulting a handicapped kid on campus. So, Well, like so Fitz, it's Fitz just, it, and, and you're adding him <laughs> to a locker room that's already full of head cases, uh, like Chase Claypool. It's, granted, it it, 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 yeah, it's another okay. clown going to the circus. You know, and as a Browns fan, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of funny. But you know, at, at at 44, I don't know if I would have gone George Pickens, and I don't even know if I would have reached for a guy like Sky Moore. So, like again, it, I mean, it makes sense that they traded back.
0: Yeah, and you know. Um, uh, it was some breaking news when, uh, when we traded back. Speaking of breaking news, we got breakhead news.
1: That's right. This is Edin Columbus with your are down with the Browns breaking news. Over the weekend, Baker, the Baker wars heated up as Oklahoma's Sooner fans were trolling Browns fans because of the situation with Baker and the free Baker movement. AB, our general manager decided then, you know what? We're going to play back. Drafted three Oklahoma Sooners. The war continues. Also, Kevin Stefanski was not happy that we did not draft a tight end. So this uh, break of news happened recently that um, we decided to sign a basketball player to play tight end. You know, sometimes you got to go to the courts, you know, little b-ball action. Why not? So welcome to Cleveland, Marcus Santos Silva from Texas Tech. And then finally, the NFL just recently also concluded that the Browns did not um, Tank under the Hugh Jackson administration. Um, I think they concluded that when you combine Cleveland and Hugh Jackson, one in 31 is possible. I'm Eddie Columbus with your break in news.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Round of applause. Crowd goes wild. And, you. Uh, you. you know, there was a lot of ups and downs in the draft, uh, a lot of trolling went on. And as you said, Andrew Barry had the last laugh with drafting mm-hmm. three Oklahoma Sooners. But uh, Let's just get straight into the draft. Uh, with the first pick that the Browns had at pick 60, 68, they selected DB Martin Emerson from Mississippi State. What was your initial reaction, Ed, when the Browns selected Martin Emerson?
1: Well, you know what? The Miz was the one that actually announced the pick. So I saw the Miz come up there. Uh, you know, I had to wait from 44 to 68. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking this is going to be awesome. And the Miz announces defensive back Martin Emerson from Mississippi State. And I thought to myself, self, who the hell is that? <laughs> but then I thought to myself, I say, trust AB. And, 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 you know, I, I think that, uh, I had heard that, uh, he blew up a Kentucky Wildcat wide receiver once, and I don't think I, I don't know. I you know what I know a guy I know a Kentucky Wildcat fan, and I thought to myself, self, so, I don't think he would like it. I like this guy, so Martin Emerson, I hope you bring that tenacity to the Cleveland Browns, and you light up George Pickens, another SEC receiver. We'll do it that way. We'll make friends. But that that was my initial thoughts.
0: Yeah. What was your thoughts, Mac?
2: I like the player. I don't necessarily like the pick. Now, when you look at Martin Emerson as a whole, he's a solid cornerback. I, I mean, a lot of length here, 6'2", 201. Um, y- you know, he has the potential to play safety if mm-hmm. needed, if that's the route that they want to go. Um, y- you know, allowed a 57% completion percentage in college and a 78 coverage grade. Not too shabby. Um, but, again, my first thought was, hey, y- you know, why are we drafting at our, at our biggest position of depth? cornerback right now we have that news a little bit later um that the browns ended up trading troy hill um for a fifth round pick in 2023 now you know make it a little bit a little bit of room for you know your new cornerback here and you want to get younger at the position great um but the browns are eating five million of dead cap so you know at at your first pick off the board, you're drafting to the biggest you know, biggest depth on your whole roster. You're getting rid of who I thought was a pretty good player last year, Troy Hill, and played very well in the box in terms of you know blitzing and his tackling ability. Forced a couple fumbles last year, so he was a playmaker on defense. Um, you're eating five million, um, and he wasn't even that old. He, you know, he was he was just turning thirty-one, so it. I, I, again at 68, there was still a lot of talent left there, um, and, and they could have grabbed. Uh, now, granted, you, Sky Moore was gone, um, just a couple picks before, um, you know, 68. There, uh, another wide receiver that they had targeted, um, but y- you know, they could have they could have gotten somebody other than a quarterback. Now, I understand why they did it, and I do like the player, um, but I I would have rather had them dress, like address another position yeah My thoughts initially about that. I
1: want to kind of point that with the thought of, of Emerson being more of a, you know, if he can play safety, like Christian said. Okay, so you know, I think he's going to be one of those guys they bring into camp and they kind of have him do a bunch of things and, and see what he can do. Because I don't think, obviously, with the depth that we have, I, I definitely understand that. But but you know, maybe this isn't just a Troy Hill, you know, replacement. Maybe this is a greedy williams replacement maybe this is a ronnie harrison replacement if he does you know what i'm saying depending if yeah, he yeah. plays some safety so maybe it's the versatility of mr emerson that intrigues a b and then you know because honestly for them to eat five million in cap
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, you know that's very un, un, uncharacteristic of, of andrew barry and maybe that's obviously look at the baker situation why he's still here. it's you know i'm we more hearing it's the uh inability for the cleveland bronze to accept eating any or well obviously you know even some, where I don't even know what the numbers are, of Baker's money, but let alone they ate $5 million for Troy Hill's money. So that's kind of conflicting a little bit.
0: Yeah, and well, okay. Originally, like when we made the pick, I was like, why? I was like, we, we trade back, and we don't even, like I was, me and Mac were gung-ho on the defensive tackle with the first pick because – I felt like that was the biggest need.
2: Well, at least was, edge, at least wide receiver, at least well, some kind of hole, right? Yeah,
0: and it felt like, okay, I was like, okay, Travis Jones is on the board still. We got to get Travis Jones. And then it said, he goes, Martin Emerson. And I was like, huh? Who? I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? That's what I said. Yeah. And, but, you know, going back, I was, I was so confused at it. But now that I've went and watched some like highlights from him and then looked at some of his stats and his PFF grades, his PFF grade, like overall is a 78.4 and his coverage grade is a uh, 78.8. That's pretty solid in the SEC. Cause I mean, most of your really good uh, wide receivers, SEC. And then he's got to go, you got to go against Georgia. You got to go against Bama. Speed, I mean,
1: lots of speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I mean, obviously the best team in the country, Kentucky. I mean, that's and they beat them. <laughs> yeah, that's um, no, no, yeah, just kidding. I that one right uh, in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh yeah, I think I think in the future this is gonna be a very solid pick. I think that as you said, Ed, that it's gonna be Greedy Williams replacement. So uh yeah, that's how I feel about it, honestly. <laughs> but uh, you know, ten picks later, we did get us a defensive edge in uh Alex Wright. Of UAB, um, not the edge that I really thought we was going to get, and I thought we'd go defense tag there again. But I really like the pick, uh, Mac. Let's get your thoughts on that.
2: So I really love this pick. Um, you, you know, you got to address the defensive line at some point. Whether it was going to be, <laughs> whether it's going to be. Ed. <laughs> Or defensive tackle. Um, now, this is a this is a guy that I've been high on. I thought he was going to drop till later rounds, but with him as a prospect, I mean, you're talking about a guy that was second team All Conference USA as a junior, and he hasn't really had a lot of football background in him. He actually grew several inches in college, so he's still like working into his body. But you could see what kind of athlete he is in terms of flipping his hips and changing direction. Um, there are fundamental problems with his game, um, in terms of, you know, tightening up his pass rushing moves, um, you, you know, breaking down a little bit more, um, you know, when he's going to tackle, um, the Malik Willis highlight, actually, he went to go on top of him. Malik Willis ducked up under, um, and was able to avoid the sack. So. You know, in terms of who he is athletically, he is a freak at 6'5", 271. He has that reach, um, like I've been preaching about Logan Hall and his arm length um, through these past couple weeks. Um, Alex Wright has that same kind of body type, so I really like him. Um, Now, this also tells me that the Browns are confident that Jadavian Clowney is coming back because I – don't think that they're going to trot out Alex Wright um, or Chase Winovich for that matter to start um, Week One opposite of Miles Garrett. So <laughs> I'm <I've, I might laughs> on something. So it's just, it's Matt, just, I don't, everybody dance. Don't blame me, Mac. Look, I'm not look. We all
1: know dancing's my thing. I see Christian dancing. I I'm going to dance too. I'm not asking questions here. I'm not. So we don't,
0: don't even need that music, man. We're we woke up juiced up, no coffee in the morning. We're in that Perry on Winfrey. Anyways, we'll get back to Alex Wright. Go ahead. Continue.
2: Well, I mean, it's just um, like in terms of his production, e- even for just how like how in terms of like reps that he got, I, I mean, seven and a half tackles for loss, six sacks um, and two forced fumbles. Uh, I mean, y- you know, the guy is uh is a hustle kind of guy, high motor. So I really do like this pick.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I really like to pay attention to PFF grades. I know that's a lot of people don't like PFF because they don't think it, like, tells the full story. But I really like using PFF because I think it embodies, like, their whole entire game, shows you their weakness, shows you their strength. So, on Alex Schreit, his defensive grade was a (laughs) 90.4. That's pretty solid. He was number 10 in all edges. Uh, His pass rush was 91.1.
1: Mac wasn't getting these kind of grades in school, so these are these are good numbers. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah sure.
0: <laughs> uh, his run grade defense was at a seventy eight point eight, and his coverage grade was a seventy one point nine. We probably won't need him in coverage, but his pass rush showed that he's very dominant in uh, his division, whatever division UAB's in. I can't really remember, um, but you put that alongside Miles Garrett. Possibly Jadavion Cloney. Learning from two of the best air rushers in the game. Dude could be nasty. And so I saw something the other day on Twitter that he's like 6'7", not 6'5".
2: Like, I mean, I looked, it up,
0: I looked it up his looked He's still and growing. Said, see,
1: I, Mac said he's still growing, right? It said he's
0: 6'5", like listed. But I saw something on Twitter. I don't know if it's like somebody just like mistopped. Well, I go, big I go off
2: of the like the draft profile. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I was measure him at the combine. Yeah, um, and I'll double check now. He keeps growing. I the the calves will him. The Down with the Browns nerd could <laughs> be wrong here, but six five. So
0: yeah, I looked it up just to make sure. But like I saw something on there that he was six seven. I didn't know if he like had grown or what had happened. But um well, I you think know. you need
2: to trust the Down with the Browns nerd, Christian.
0: How about I, I, I double checked. I double checked. I, I got a. I have a video saved. I didn't. I couldn't upload it, but it was uh, a <laughs> that scene in uh from SpongeBob, where it's this guy stinks, and I was gonna upload it and not tell anybody that I was gonna upload it, and I was gonna hit it just randomly.
2: <laughs> I I had a feeling. I had a feeling that it was coming because I. I mean, I know that I go on some of these rants and like, and, and I know I know Ed gets it. I mean, look at Ed's face right now. He's just he's distraught. <laughs> no, speaking of Spongebob, I was thinking in my head, you wouldn't, my face was one of those, I'm
1: thinking, you know, that maybe it's that producer in the Yeah, that's it, uh, shout out to Ross, who's a real producer, um, that, isn't it Spongebob's 23rd anniversary, I, I saw something yes. on Twitter, yep. where Spongebob, so, you know, hey, happy anniversary Spongebob, and also, happy anniversary to my parents, uh, you know, Mama Eddie and Columbus and Daddy Eddie Columbus, uh, 52 years today. So shout out to them. And, uh, you know, I got to give them a shout out because uh, I want not to there if for
0: them. Oh, so, yeah. There you Played go. Played a big part in your life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but getting back to Alex Wright, man, it's just going to be so nice seeing him uh, tackle small hands. Can you pick it?
1: This is for Manny. This is for Manny. Remember, we said oh, we're going to yeah. do this for... So shout out to man who's on assignment, by the way, man. He's on assignment. Yeah,
0: he's out, he's out getting that info on the Browns. Whether he tells you that or not, he's on He's on down with the Browns assignment. <laughs> but uh, Ed, let's get your thoughts on Alex Rock.
1: You guys have said basically everything I was going to say. Because <laughs> here's what I, what I think. A lot, a lot of Browns fans, honestly, if it wasn't for the draft process, Alex could be wrong. Alex could be right. I don't really know who Alex is. <laughs> But I will say one thing. He fills a need for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, You just gave off some PFF grades. Um, I like 90s. Um, Didn't get them a lot in school. So I'm a little jealous and envious of them. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I think it was a great pick. And also, too, I think that uh, a lot of Browns fans, you know, we had traded down from 44 to 68. I uh, included was like, please hurry up, but I, I like drama, I'm a diva. So it was more, I just wanted to pick other, you know, draft nerds out there. Like people like Mac, uh, they're, they're, they're out there looking at all the people gone and they're, they're like, they're sweating bullets, you know, they're getting triggered, they're getting triggered, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, so I think the pick obviously showed that Andrew Barry had his full faculties and was doing the right thing. So I think people at 68 were like, what is Andrew Barry doing? And a lot of people that trust AB weren't trusting him at the time, but I think Alex right uh, right at that ship. Oh, I like that. Hey, that's there why you go. brought me here. Look, you got Mac the nerd, right? You know, I'm not going to sit here and spit out you know, calculus and numbers and stuff like that, but I got words. I got, I got good words. words. And uh, Yeah, that's right. That, that He's, he's going to be some two good words come by uh, in the fall.
0: <laughs> well, you know, he also did ring the bell at 99 with wide receiver David Bell. I was very hyped when I saw his name. Come across the screen as the selection for the Cleveland Browns.
2: Thoughts? <laughs> Lots. I'll, of thoughts. I'll, yeah, I'll take this one. Um, now, <laughs> granted, you know the wide receiver room needed a high volume slot guy, like we've been saying the past couple weeks. Um, you know, this is Jarvis Landry, but bigger and faster. Um, you, you know, his hands are there, extremely like cute, big catch radius. Um, you know, six one two twelve. Um, ran a little bit slower 40, um, you know, at four, six, five. Um, but when you turn on the tape, I-, I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, 90 receptions, 1200 yards, six mm-hmm. TDs, by the way, that's six TDs is a career low. Um, now, y- you know, everybody is talking about this pick. Oh, well, they just got another slow wide receiver. Like why, why are the Browns continuing getting, you know, they want to use this word dynamic, but yeah. yet they're getting these possession receiver kind of guys. There's five games where David Bell had over six, 16 yards per catch in 2021. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy can break tackles, he's shifty enough to make people miss. And he's uh, he's an explosive guy as much as you don't want to you want to say, "Oh, well he ran a 4640. He's yeah. slow, everybody's going to catch him. He's got concrete in his shoes." That's not true <laughs> because there's this thing where it's called track speed versus field speed. Now, look at a guy uh, um Anthony Schwartz. For example, the guy ran a four last year, and on every single end around, every single jet sweep, he would get caught in the backfield. So, y- you know, are are we really just going to base everything on combine tests, or are we going to flip on the film and see who this player is? You flip on the film, and David Bell is an absolute beast. Watch um, the tape, Matt. Watch, like Hugh, the tape. Jackson like watch Hugh Jackson. Like Hugh Jackson, baby. Watch the tape.
0: Watch it. Absorb all the information um so mac Summer has a question for you she said mac do you think david bell will flourish more than jarvis landry did
2: yes um only because of his bigger frame um the problem with jarvis is that with him being now granted they're the same type of receiver right you get open catch the ball um now jarvis is pretty good in space when healthy um but he you know he's also been dealing with health issues for the past three years um in cleveland now you got to Guy David Bell, he's younger, he's more fresh. Um, and he's a little bit bigger frame. So, you, you know, he can afford to be a little bit physical, Um, yeah. you, you know, with these kind of corners. I, I mean, with Jarvis, there's a lot of long-armed corners that would get his hands on him, and he just doesn't have the frame behind him to, you know, break free and get open when he's not using his legs. So, you, you know, I, I do think that David Bell, now granted, in terms of numbers – I do. I don't think that he's going to match Jarvis's production only because he's going to be wide receiver two or three. Um, now, in terms of efficiency, in terms of yards per catch, in terms of touchdown volume, I do think that David Bell um, is going to do do better than Jarvis.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, David Bell is going to be a very solid receiver for us here in about two years. I think he's gonna uh, he's gonna learn from Amari Cooper, who I think is the best route runner in the game. Um uh, Mark Cooper, he don't get enough credit as, like, his tenure in the league. And I think him coming to Cleveland, and you pair him with an elite passer in Deshaun Watson with an elite run game in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, man, that's just, that is a sexy offense. And then you plug in these younger guys who's just going to learn from all this. And then, honestly, I think we get another uh, better veteran wide receiver, but we'll say that. For the uh for later, but you know David Bell, he graded really high with PFF, as I said. I like those. His overall receiving grade or offensive grade was a seventy-eight point five. His receiving grade was a seven or seventy eighty-five or eighty-seven point five. Keeps going up. It Keeps going up. Yeah, buddy. It just as we as we're talking on the podcast, it keeps going up because like he's just that good. But I think, as you said, he's a little bit bigger. Than Jarvis, but you guys are Buckeye fans. Is it true that he had a really good game against you guys this past year?
2: We're not here to talk about that. I mean, he he we're had guys, a really good game not. against a lot of teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah we're not. I saw, we're
0: not, I saw and, a little you know, stat that he had multiple 200 yard
2: games this yeah. year. Uh, one against Iowa, oh, one cool. against Michigan State. Uh, I mean, the guy is an absolute dog.
0: So I'm excited for this because, I mean, I mean, the big 10, they're constantly putting out good corners and good, like good defensive players. And if he won, and I mean, against some really good receivers that got picked in the first round. He won uh, Big Ten Receiver of the Year. Is that right?
1: You're stealing my thunder, Christian. You're stealing, <laughs> you're stealing what I was going to say now when you said Big Ten. You know what? We love the Ohio State University, and that's why we don't want to talk about what David Bell did again. <laughs> but we'll say one thing. You know, when you win an award as prestigious says, you know, best receiver in the Big Ten because the Big Ten, we all cherish it. You know, SEC can have their stuff. But wide receivers and cornerback, hey, Big Ten still. It's, you got his trust. Look at, look at uh, Mr. Newsom. Where did he go to school at? Big Ten. That's where he went. Why well, he went to Northwestern? But we don't want to give give any love to them. Um, so here's the thing with him. Okay. So we had a David Bell in Cleveland. Uh, played a little baseball, third base. Dad was Buddy Bell. I like I like that. I like you know what I'm saying names matter. Names matter. Um, like I said, we talked about his awards in the Big Ten. Um, and uh, you know, at the same time, we needed a wide receiver. And I think to Christian's point, why and to answer Summer's question, even though it wasn't addressed to me, because Max got a fan club and I'm getting jealous. Um, <laughs> is is that is is that we have a a quarterback named Deshaun Watson so I think that he will succeed but but to your point Mac definitely the numbers won't be there because uh they'll spread the ball around now the thing about the Cleveland Browns last year um, is they didn't throw it to the wide receivers. And now we have wide receivers and tight ends that we're going to be distributing. So you take, you know, 4,000 yards. Say Deshaun Watson, has 4,000 yards, okay? 1,200 are going to go to Amari Cooper, right? Probably. And then, you know, then the second wide receiver, whoever, that may be Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then David Bell. Maybe they get 750 each, okay? And then you're going to distribute the other couple hundred, you know, whatever, to Njoku, and then, your know, Schwartz. And then, yes. Wide receiver, obviously Wide that's right, that's right. Well we'll have that break in news for sooner, sooner than later. So. Yeah. so that's my thoughts on David Bell. great pick by Andrew Barry So once again, you know at 68 goes to Emerson people freaking out but at 78 and 99 two home runs, I think.
2: Yeah. well Ed, you brought up a really good point uh, about uh, Deshaun Watson I, now like with him being an elite quarterback um and with him being able to escape the pocket and extend plays um at, at what they need is a guy that can get open and catch the ball. Yeah, that's what David Bell is. So, this is why I said Mac. and I still. <laughs> thank you for the support, Summer, um,
1: and thank <laughs> she you. Supporting for... me? No, 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 no. Stop it, Mac. She already got the love from you. Whatever, she was
2: supporting me. <laughs> I mean, I'll take the compliment considering the fact that she thinks that I'm smarter than you. So I'll take that any day. Okay. Hey, come
0: on, and man. I'm okay. just here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you were talking about a home run being a home run pick. You know, in baseball, a lot of it's juice now. And speaking of juice, the man who wakes up juice, no coffee needed. Defensive tackle from Oklahoma. He's a Sooner. Perry Winfrey. He's a dog. I mean, relative of Oprah Winfrey, you couldn't get better than that. Come on.
1: I got one question for you, Kristen, about this pick. Now, he wakes up, Juice. What would happen if he would shotgun a bang?
0: Buddy, He, I'd have his face tattooed on my back. Not really. I'm not getting his face tattooed. No, I'm just
1: wondering what would I'd... happen to him physically. How, how would he act? <laughs> bro, he'd
0: be on 10, bro. You, put, you give him a bang before <laughs> the game, like his first game of the season. He's having 10 sacks.
1: 10. Yeah, because he seems like if on a scale of 1 to 10, he's already at a 10. You give him a bang, he could be at a 20.
0: I, dude, I'm. I love his energy, man.
2: <laughs> like, I, I mean, you know, it's just like I've I've already seen Christian like try to stomach two bangs, and, and and I mean, he had nothing but just death in his eyes. Like it was just <laughs> Sorry, it, it was a man. miracle that he was able to chug two pre workout drinks, um, and, and still be breathing afterwards. So. Is, is he calling you a pup? You know, like 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 says you have dogs and you have pups. Is is Matt calling you a pup?
0: It sounds like it.
2: Sounds like
0: it. It sounds like it. I
2: I I just want one of my friends, co hosts and producer of the show to stay alive and not be put in the hospital. But I'm a dog. dog. I'm a dog. A dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. For,
1: that's all I got. So you guys feel free with your analysis. That's all. <laughs> I got.
0: Uh, we got a boomer sooner in the comments from Jacob Bruce. He said, "Take care of my boy."
2: We got you, we got you. That's a good. Well, I think I think he's going to do perfect here in Cleveland. I, I mean, y- you know, what they needed on the defensive line. And yeah, see Summers worried about you too, Christian. Okay, it's not, it's not just me. All right. Um, but you, you know, it filled an immediate need for the Browns. They they needed um y- you know, a little bit of beef on the defensive line. He's 6'4", 303, um and he he's a kind of guy that runs um you know, a sub 5:40 for being for being 300 pounds. So I mean, the guy can move. Um, you know, 11 tackles for loss, um, you know, five and a half sacks last year. And that's, um, you know, on the same uh defensive line as Isaiah Thomas, who was also drafted by the Browns later. We'll talk about that. Um, and then as well as Nick Benito. So, you know, he was eating on that pretty good defensive line there. Um, now, there are, you know, some some whispers about how, you know, his PFF grade isn't too good. He doesn't do that good against the run. But I don't know. You, you flip on the tape, flip on the senior bowl. Uh, and he is the kind of person that you want to have inside your D-line room. He's mean. He's nasty. He will get up in your face. And it shows in his play. Um, because when he's on it and he fires off the ball and puts his hands on somebody, he can walk anybody back. And it was to the point to where he was not only was he successfully, you know, getting these pass rushing moves on, on these offensive linemen, he was calling him back and running again. Just for just to bulldoze him over it. Like he's got that kind of like we're not kidding when he said when we say that he has that dog mentality because he's that kind of person now, you know, not to say that Miles Garrett um and, or anybody else in that uh, in the wine room, you know, not saying that they don't have that in them, But they're also very kind of soft spoken guys. And, and my, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a Miles Garrett, having 16 sacks a year, um, being in the running for defensive player of the year and just not being that vocal. There's nothing wrong with that. But you also kind of need that guy in the room that's not afraid to, you know, get up in somebody's face. You you want to look at the greatest defender in the league right now, Aaron Donald. He's one of the meanest dudes in the and he's not afraid to get in scraps at joint practices. He's not afraid to get up in somebody's grill in the game. And you need that kind of you need that juice, right? So yeah. I thought this was a yeah. pick. I did not think he was going to be there at 108. Uh, honestly, I, I wanted I wanted him at 78. So to for for us to get Alex Wright, you know, on edge, and then to draft Perry and Winfrey <laughs> at 108, that was just nuts. He loved
1: your analysis so much he had to get closer. Do you want to? I get did. Him. I
0: had to absorb all that, yes. dude. I just realized what we could call him: Juice Winfrey. <laughs>
1: It's a natural fit. It's a natural
0: one fit. juice to another. <laughs> I mean, dude, I cannot That's wait.
1: That's juicy. To see
0: that. That's juicy. That's a juicy take, right? Yeah. Uh, dude, I cannot wait to see this guy on the football field alongside Miles Garrett. I think that on the defensive line, Miles just got he's Kobe to Shaq. And I think that if we can bring along Judevian Clowney, if we can bring him back, let him help Come develop. On back yeah i mean we've been saying this for like 10 years now uh bring bring him back but you know i'm just it's just i'm so ready for football can i get a bark out of you see perry on winfrey's just got me hot man like (laughs) i thought i was gonna love this david bell pick the most but perry on winfrey's just took up the he's took the level up man like to get that guy where we got him is insane
1: I got a question for Mac, and a question for you too, Christian, because now we're kind of like half, it's like halftime of the drafts, okay? We got the first three out of the way, and I know we got four, so this would kind of be a halftime point. So, Mac and Christian, if I was to say to you guys, we get the same three picks as what we got, okay? But Mm -hmm. you flip Perry on Winfrey, and you take him at 68, and you take this Emerson at 108, do you think anybody would be saying anything bad about A.B.? You know, because it's all perception. You, you got, you know, what I'm saying, you put Perry on Winfrey, who, who, who I have seen and mocked, and have mocked him at 44. Okay, now so he would, you know. Now so here's here's,
2: here's a counter question, Ed. Yeah. Does this still include the fact that they we're drafting this cornerback and we're trading Troy Hill and we're eating five million? Because that's my I, biggest <laughs> gripe in this whole entire thing. Yeah, right? I guess I would, I would say, I would still say, we still have thing. to move Baker. We still didn't move Baker. I, I don't. And I, 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 mean, we'll we'll talk. We'll probably talk about that later. Um, but y- you know, you're eating five million, and Javion. I would Clowney still be eating five million. Not signed. I, I mean, in, in like, y- you know, it's in terms of like negotiating. Even like a couple, two or three million, like means a lot to some yeah. of these players, and especially to a guy like Javion Clowney, where he's all about the money, right? So that's my issue with it. Um, that they. Now, granted, not to say that he wasn't the best player available, and again, Martin Emerson, great talent, and yeah. I think he will do well here in Cleveland. Um, but the fact that we drafted at at a position of depth, and then it got to the point where we had to move somebody, to the point where we're eating five million when we're in contract negotiations, not only with Jeevan Clowney, but we're also in contract negotiations with Baker Mayfield trade. Now, if we didn't have to eat that five million, would we would have been able to trade Baker because the big thing about Baker is his salary. So how you don't much like the pick. Him. My point is
1: this you don't like the so, pick. My
2: my thing is that if you would take, you know, Emerson at one oh eight instead of
1: Winfrey and move him to sixty eight and still do and still do what he did with the five million and trade Troy Hill, you would still not be fine with that. You don't like the fact that we uh, that so you don't like the pick at all. So you're basically saying because you don't like the five million being eaten, you didn't want a cornerback at all between
0: these <laughs> and these three picks. Isn't I don't think fair?
2: a fair no. pick is worth five million. So uh, Okay,
0: is it just $5 million for this year?
2: $5 million for this year, correct.
0: So next year, off the books, because I know he signed a three-year books, deal. Yes, because, so uh, I Ram- think that's that has to be why is he's looking for the future. And yes. We got we would have to re-sign Troy Hill after next year and Grady's yes. contract's up after this year. It's, it, it's a two-for-one. Oh, it it kind of makes sense because the more and more we get closer to training camp, it's looking like Baker's not going to get traded. Like it, He's probably going to have to sit out a year – and the Browns are probably going to get a comp pick for him next year. So we're just uh, going to
2: sit on our hands. No, that's that's great.
0: Yeah, that I mean, that's just. Would you rather the Browns pay another pay for him to play for another team? Because I mean, the way it's looking, he's not going to get traded unless we eat like twelve million. So well, then he's
1: so, you know, what? I'm, I'm with you on that. You know what? I can't stand it. So you could argue the Browns made a mistake, Fine. if if I want to, if I want to concede and say the Browns made a mistake, the way they handle Baker, you don't compound it and keep making mistakes. The Christian's point, you don't just release them to release them. You know, mm-hmm. you might as well get that comp pick then. Yeah. And people are like, well, you're doing Baker wrong. You're doing Baker wrong. No, you got to do what's best for the organization. You can't go back a couple months and say, yes, we probably could have handled the Baker situation better, but we're not going to, we should make another mistake just because we kept making mistakes now the time to say, you know what, cut cut bait and let's just do it the right way, and if the right way seems like it's being cruel to Baker, well, I can't help it that other teams
2: don't want him. Is the but drama worth the third round pick, though? Oh, he'll be gone. He'll be in Oklahoma. He ain't gonna be in Cleveland watching the game. Yeah. <laughs> He's still there. People well, are gonna still ask about it. Well, I, I don't know. I'd
0: rather... <laughs> 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 One thing that was not a bust, and I think everybody really liked... Was the pick at 124 and kicker from LSU, Cade
2: York. i
0: was very glad Ed had
2: this one because Ed was Let's preaching kickers last week and his wish came true. You Let's know, when it. you're... When you're right, you're
1: right. I was right. Andrew Berry, great minds think alike. You know, that's 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 all I got to come down to. He's sick of losing games close. You saw what the Cincinnati Bengals did. You also look at the kicker in, uh, in the Pittsburgh with, uh, you know, Boswell. And then you yeah. look at, obviously, the greatest kicker in Baltimore with uh, Justin Tucker. You got to, you know, it's not just an arms race when it comes to arms. It's an arms race with the legs. And Cade York is, is cooler than a York peppermint patty. That guy, mm-hmm. you saw what he did in Florida, kicked mm-hmm. a 57-yarder in the nonetheless um if you're going to get a kicker why not go with the best one in the draft and i like the kicker because he's in the sec i like i like they know it there's something about you know it doesn't just translate over to the skill positions or even in the trenches the sec it's a better brand of football i love the big 10 and but i'm willing to concede that you know and i like the fact that he you know kicked at florida And, and i believe on the sideline uh, that was looking at uh, Mr. K. York's kick was a kicker named Evan McPherson at the time as well. So, yeah,
0: let's get that rivalry going in the AFC North and have some fun. So, Ed, can we see that dance that you did when you saw Kate York get picked by the Browns? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Kate York dance. All day. Love it. So, Mac, what was your reaction
2: uh, I I like it. Um now obviously the kicking position need to be addressed, so why not go with a stud out of college? Um now he's such a weird prospect to look at, and 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 here's why. So in 2020, he's first first team all SEC. Um, you know, he's arguably the best kicker in his conference, automatic inside of 40 yards, um, and four for five from fifty plus, including one game winner against Florida. Where it was so foggy he couldn't even see the uprights. Now, a- am I crazy for thinking is that a little bit similar to maybe f- uh, certain kicker Phil Dawson kicking mm-hmm. in in Buffalo where he could not see the uprights? Kind of gives me that kind of vibes. Maybe. Um, well, maybe he did
0: say certain- he was gonna. He's planning to reach out to, for uh, to Phil Dawson.
2: K. York is a native Texan. He's from Texas originally, just like With- Phil. Just like Phil. Um, now, the only red flag here that I would say, he's 5 from 10 from 40 to 49. So, you know, there are part of his games where he needs to clean up. Um, now, you know, again, he's big. he's been in those big games. Um, he's, he's from a football school like LSU that's been in these close games. He's kicked game winners. He's had the pressure on him. So, I, I think that's really what... They needed to look for, um, because again, I, I mean, and I've said this before, kicking's more between the years than it is physically. Um, y- you know, it, you're a complete technician at your position, uh, and all the specifics and your headspace, a hundred percent matters. Um, you know, so. is out. is like out. Yes, correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Now, Summer did bring up a good point. Uh, the Browns did release both their kickers on the roster, not name York, um, Chris blew it and Chase McLaughlin. He, now, blew, he blew it. it <laughs> well, I, technically, he had a roster spot, and he blew it. Right um, <laughs> now, you know that's the two hundredth time we, we've used that lame joke. But <laughs> moving on. Well, I'm just saying it, it, it's all over the timeline. Everybody did it. I don't think it's that lame of a joke, though.
1: I think it's pretty lame. It's, it's a good bad it, joke. It's, it's always funny. funny. It's a good, okay. bad
0: joke.
2: <laughs> but uh, my <laughs> thing is, is that they got rid of Chase McLaughlin. Um, yeah. Now there's no kicking competition in camp. Now, if Cade York is everything that we think he is, you don't need to a kicking competition. But, you know, me, iron sharpens iron. So, you know, I really would have liked them to have some kind of, it's mm. like, <laughs> yes, it is. it is. I think we're doing, under- think doing a podcast
1: this too, by the way, so, psychological. What yeah. we do it psychological.
0: <laughs> psychologically psychological
2: <laughs> so, so so yeah it, it's I, I really wish there would be some kind of kicker competition in camp but y- you know Cade York I'm confident in him starting week 1 and doing pretty well Yeah Game yeah. winner against Cincinnati week 1 I'm calling mm. it I know the schedule's
1: not out yet I just I just see Cincinnati
0: <laughs> And speaking of Cincinnati At pick, 156. That's right. And he selected Jerome Ford running back. Um. So, first thing that came to my mind when I saw this pick flash up on my phone was this is Kareem Hunt's replacement. Long you guys agree?
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm. It's a good one. You know what I like about him is his breakaway uh, ability. Was down at Alabama, then went to Cincinnati. Um from what I've seen, because I'm not gonna just sit here and say, oh, well, I watched a lot of Bearcat football. Now, shout out to Ross and the Dog Chuck, because he's a UC grad, and you know he always always touts. And didn't uh, Cincinnati have like 13 draftees this year? Led, uh, they had a lot. They had a lot. So uh, congratulations to Luke Fickle, former Buckeye, University of Cincinnati, for repping the Bearcats. And uh, Jerome Ford is going to be a good one, and I do think he is Kareem Hunt's replacement. I don't think this year. I, I, I think they will keep Kareem Hunt this year.
0: Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I think Philip can play
1: There's been some talk. There's been some talk. You know, I got on Spaces the other day. They fill your heads with some ideas on Spaces. So, hey, be prepared for any kind of conspiracy theories anytime you, you hit click or you listen. So, uh, always good, uh, good stuff. But I think Jerome Ford will, uh, uh just like, uh, you know, um what Kareem Hunt did for us, I think he's going to find the end zone a lot in the upcoming years. And uh, I love the pick.
2: I, I like this pick as well. Um, now, granted, you, you know, they drafted at another position of depth running back. Um, but as you guys were saying, you know, Cream Hunt's not going to be here forever. Um, also, another name that's not going to be here forever Dearness Johnson. So, you, you know, does this give them enough confidence to flip him for a pick or something like that? Who knows? Um, what I do know is that Jerome Ford is a solid running back. Um, I mean, we're talking about 5'10 frame, 210. Um, you know, 19 TDs last year. So that's extremely impressive. Now, love I love that. that is, I love that. Um, you know, not only his receiving ability, but the way how he sees the field. He's extremely patient as a runner. Um, what that means is that, you, you know, those big hogs in front of him, he's going to let those blocks develop and hit the hole as he see, sees fit. Now, you, you know, not only is that good in this zone run scheme that Kevin Stefanski runs here in cleveland but it's also going to be good when we run counters when there's pulling guards and in centers right in front of you and waiting for your block and maybe cutting it back or hitting it a certain way so um i really do like jerome ford um i think that kareem hunt comparison that i've been seeing is a bit much now i'm not saying he could can't develop into that um because you know he did do, he does have pretty good balance and there are similarities with him um and it and especially um it it's just crazy the the guy does not shy away from contact so you, you know he's definitely a guy where you hand him the ball and you watch it, yeah. you watch him go and it's exciting so um i like the pick um especially with it being you know at 156 pretty late mm-hmm. um i don't know about you guys but in terms of the draft i, I mean these running backs it, what kenneth walker went late second round so you, you know I, I just think it's, he was a very talented player that just slipped late due to his position.
0: Yeah, uh, which, as you said, there's a lot of running backs that slid. I mean, Cook fell to what, mid-second?
1: It's shot, no, I want to shout out to Nick Carnes and myself. We did a bunch of mock drafts leading up to this, and we, we took James Cook in the fifth round in a couple mock drafts. We got mocked for it. We got mock for they said, oh, that's too high. That's too high. Uh, James Cook went in the second round, and uh, he's going to be a good one. And uh, I-, I wish he would have been a Cleveland Brown. But, um, hey, the Buffalo Bills really needed one. And I'm, I'm kind of yeah. afraid with Allen and with James Cook now, that offense has got even better. So, you know, watch out, Brownies, because, you know, we might be playing an AFC Championship game against the Bills and that Bills Mafia. And I'll tell you what, we're all friends with them now. And we're all cool with them on Twitter. But uh, that's going to be a contentious week up until CU goes to the Super Bowl, and I can't wait.
0: Well, oh, yeah.
2: Like, Ed, Ed I, I really do think that that was one of the most underrated picks of the draft because Buffalo, for me, all they needed on offense was just a steady running back. And, it, you know, yes. no hate against Devin Singletary, but he's, he's too small and he's more of a receiving back. Yeah. You, you know, James Cook is an every down kind of guy. He's an electric runner who can cut upfield. I mean, he's. He's literally just his brother. I, I don't know why he wasn't a, a bigger star or talked about more. Um, it, it really kind of blows me blows my mind because he's talented. But now Buffalo finally has a running back um, other than Josh Allen, which I, I think it's crazy to – Y- you know, go with the Ravens, y- you know, playbook here and just run your quarterback the whole game. But, y- you know, um, I thought it was a great pick. I remember Thurman Thomas and Jim Kelly and those Bills
1: teams of the. Oh yeah, so they're they're doing something in Buffalo and it's kind of scary. So the Browns, hey, the defense better get really good because I think it's going to be our defense versus their offense. And don't don't get me wrong, our offense got a lot better with Watson and stuff. But I, I, to, 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 for the Browns to get that explosive an offense is what they got going on in Buffalo. It isn't, I don't know if it's going to be ready next year. I, I, want to, I want to compete next year.
0: Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the offense in Cleveland, the Browns got a second wide receiver in this draft in Michael Woods, the second from Oklahoma. He did it again? Two sooners. Did. It. did it. So, uh, honestly. I didn't remember this guy going to Oklahoma. I, I can't remember him playing in Arkansas a little bit, not much. Uh, so I really didn't know much about this pick up until it happened. But apparently he was fairly decent at Oklahoma and kind of warranted where he got picked at. But uh, what was your guys' reactions to this pick?
1: Is he related to Tiger. i really i honestly i i had nothing you know one of those things but i'll say one thing with with, um and maybe it's just indicative of this draft i was talking to my neighbor who's the steelers fan and you know it wasn't just the draft lacked sexy quarterbacks you know i I think even and, and to your point Mac, what i think you're trying to say about george pickens was you know we're all like oh he's so so great we're building him up we're building up these guys because you know comparably together collectively um compared to other drafts it's really probably not that good um and then you know so you might as well try to get you know the best value and i think that's what andrew barry did in this draft you know because i don't think you look at any team you know Besides a few, like I do like what the Jets did, but I don't know. May- maybe we're even overrating what, you know, Garrett Wilson's going to do compared to, you know, even, look, I mean, look at people like Stefan Diggs and stuff like that. They weren't as highly touted coming out and things like that. And, it, you know, what I'm saying so, it, it, not necessarily where you're drafted is going to be indicative of how great you are. So um, that's why I really, really like this draft. And for me to sit here and either, you know, sing the praises of Michael Woods II or slam him would be kind of unfair considering that, you know, say he is even just decent well decent compared to an average crop of wide receivers compared you know what I'm saying are we comparing against others or comparing against years so I trust in Andrew Berry I do like the fact that it's an Oklahoma Sooner and I think that's going to be fun uh, it's a fun fan base and say what you want with the Baker Wars hey you know they like to to, to give it just as much as, as we do and I mm-hmm. kind of appreciate that if you're going to have drama I want a worthy adversary and those boomers sooners sometimes you know hey it's good, stuff. It's, it's good stuff it is entertainment at the end of the day so you know Michael Woods the second welcome to Cleveland and uh, you know, good luck.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, when you get to these like sixth, seventh round picks, um, usually they're more, you know, kind of risk. You're taking a flyer on some guy. Um, some of these guys uh, honestly won't even make camp. Um, so it, it's just kind of you're going with the best player on the board. Um, you, you know, might be a little bit of a risk. Uh, now, in terms of like. OU is was such a weird team to watch last year. You know they had that quarterback controversy. You, you know the the head coach ended up leaving at the end of the year. Um, you, you know there was whispers about him leaving before you, you know before the season was even over. Um, the whole thing with Spencer Rattler it, just weird. It, yeah. So you, you know. Looking at him as a prospect, because if you, if you look at his numbers, you're going to say, who is this guy? Why is he worth our time Uh, at only 400 yards, two touchdowns? Right. Um, but in terms of his frame, it's, it's kind of weird because it's the kind of the same, little bit same body type as David Bell, you know, longer arms, a little bit taller. Um, at 6'1". When you look at this guy, because there was really the only thing that I could, that I could watch and get my hands on in terms of like tape, um, was, I believe it, it was a pro day because I, I don't think he's big enough to go to the combine. But you know, they ran him through drills and routes and everything. And his arms are so lanky. It's he's got. I mean, he's got the kind of length that you would want a receiver. You want a guy that can stretch out. The go-go gadget the hands, yeah, arms or whatever. You know, yeah. in case the quarterback throws it, you know, a couple feet in front of him. You want a guy that can stretch out, um, and make the catch. So you know, I do. I. I From what I've seen, I like his hands. Um, You know, so it's a, to me, it's a flyer pick. So, you know, if it works out, great. But if not, it's a six rounder.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm hopped to see what he has. Um, We'll get to see a little bit more on like building the Browns and some of like the lives that they have um, of training camp and stuff. So it'll be exciting to see how he clicks and who he clicks with. And, if he's actually going to be a Cleveland Brown come September and, uh, going to pick 223, we got another boomer sooner, buddy and Isaiah Thomas, the, uh, point guard, uh, from <laughs> the Detroit Pistons. Um, no, but, uh, from what, uh, from what me, well, uh, buh, buh. from what we talked about before the podcast, um, Apparently, he had led Oklahoma in sacks last year. Is that correct, Matt?
2: So, yes, he led the – so, he led Oklahoma um, in sacks last year with eight. He has 18.5 career sacks. Um, You're looking at a guy that's a speedy pass rusher off the edge, 6'4", 266. Um, He he can get after the quarterback, and he had three forced fumbles last year. Now, you're looking at this guy, and you're saying, okay, you know, he's got all those good stats, and he's second team all Big 12 the past two years. Mm -hmm. Why is he being drafted in the seventh round? Well, he's one of these players that had a risk. He had a DWI, you know. So, a little bit of off the field trouble. You got to see what where his head's at. Um, now, you know, AB does not shy away from uh, acquiring people with, a, you know, a little bit of a record. Um, Are we sure? You know, to, to name a couple of players off the dome, um, you know, gave Malik McDowell a chance. Yeah. So, uh, saw how that ended up, um, you know, uh, took what uh, he, he wasn't a part of it uh, when they brought Kareem hunt, but you know, the trade for Deshaun Watson. So it, they're not afraid to take a little bit of risk. It, it's a seventh yeah. round pick. Um, and if this hits, it hits, mm-hmm. you know, so um, especially because the Browns right now, they know what they're getting into with Jamie and Clowney. Even if he signs, he's mm-hmm. going to be here. What one year? maybe two and then he's probably going to be negotiating in year two and mm-hmm. it just really seems that Javian doesn't want to be here and the browns know that so mm-hmm. they went ahead and they they took alex wright who's an extremely good prospect and then they took a flyer on isaiah thomas a guy who could be that that edge rusher too he could be you, you know the the robin to miles garrett's batman but you know, mm-hmm. he's also had those off the field trouble, which is why he slid so far. So, Matt,
1: Matt you said – you said okay. So Isaiah Thomas, you're saying all these great things about him because I want to break this down for for, mm-hmm. for the non nerd football okay. guy. Okay? He's like, <laughs> okay, somebody like somebody like my dad. Okay, happy anniversary <laughs> once again. You know, but um, so so my dad's look at this and he thinks to himself, okay, tell me all these great things about Isaiah Thomas, but he had a a, a DUI. Okay. We, we, we took a, a guy from Oklahoma a few years back to be the <laughs> face of the franchise and I, I believe he got a DUI. So it, I mean, that's the only thing that he did. I don't want to un- under, you know, say, because it is a serious thing and, and, and consequences and I get that, but, but it, would you say that if it wasn't for the DUI, put him right now, put, put him man to man mm-hmm. in, in Berea right now. You got a game on Sunday. Okay. You got miles Garrett on one side. They need a guy on the other side who's starting. Is it between Alex Wright or Isaiah Thomas? Who's winning? Because all you said was, this guy's so great. And yet, because of a DUI, you know what I'm saying? He spelled that. But I hear about Alex Wright, where he's raw. He's raw. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Who's actually, today, as of May 2nd, 2022, who's better? I, w- I would say
2: Isaiah Thomas. Um, I, would too. Now, I think I would I think I would You know, know because it just simply because of the tools that he has in his bag in terms of rushing the passer and he's pretty clean and he's also very active with his hands in tackling the quarterback hence the 3 force fumbles um y- you know so he has his eye on the ball when he's attacking the quarterback which is a good thing that's what that's what you want these guys to do um you know, now I think part of the reason also why he slipped is because he was on that Oklahoma senior defense. You know, and you're on a Big 12 defense, you're giving up forty points a game. Um, and the rush defense was not there. I, I mean this guy's a pure pass rusher. So you, you see a lot of those guys that go first round. Um, you, you know, they're they can do both. Yeah. Um, you know, Isaiah Thomas is more of a pass rusher.
0: Yeah, a little I mean,
2: bit lighter at a two sixty frame, because um, you see a lot of these guys are more like two seventy, two eighty. So
0: yeah, and like going back to uh, Perion Winfrey, he had a lower PFF grade, like in the rush defense department. He had a forty nine point six, and on Isaiah Thomas, he had a sixty nine point six, and but his rush, his rush grade was a seventy seven point four. So as you said, he's he's better in the pass rush, not yeah. as great in the run defense. But Joe Woods, primarily a run or a front four guy, he could probably tune that up, show him the ropes, and you're playing with Miles Garrett, arguably the best defensive end in the league.
2: So you're getting a one-on-one mashup every time. So
0: yeah. So I mean, and plus Perry on Winfrey got that dog in him, you know,
2: wakes up with the juice. <laughs> wakes up the juice. That interview was awesome. I, I loved every second of it. I mean, I, I was already hyping up, and you guys knew this. I was in a bad mood. Um, up until they picked Alex Wright, and then I was like, uh, ah, you know, okay, this is a solid pick. But when they got Perry and Winfrey, I was ready to just explode and yeah. just bust out of my window, superhero style. Like I was ecstatic that they picked this guy, um, y- you know. And then you had the whole clip coming out where, where it's just like no coffee, all juice. Like <laughs> just get you, just get you going, man. Yeah. I, I screw, screw my Folgers in the morning. I'm just gonna rewatch that video. Right before, no. right before I go to He's work.
1: He's like a DMX. He's a mixture of DMX and, and so, and, you know, you know you got
0: that. Dump you don't even need pre-workout anymore. You got Perry on Winfrey.
1: That's right. just yeah. on repeat. Oh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the new mix in the headphones when I'm lifting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Perry on Winfrey.
1: Yeah, when you, when you think about slacking, you put that in there and right. you just give it, you
0: know. No, I'll be benching I'll like be not. armed <laughs> well, Listen to Perry on Winfrey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't advise uh, that guys. For, for safety tips and everything don't do, don't do the one on one
0: yeah, yeah, yeah do that one on. Don't do that. Uh, shotgun and bang before that. Too. Yeah,
2: don't don't shotgun. No, don't and bang. do that. Either. <laughs> <laughs> Down with All the right. Browns does not condone shotgunning bangs. Only Christian does that, and he's somewhat. Now we're not saying don't, and don't. he's the creator
0: the bang. of Down with the Browns. <laughs> yeah,
2: we're not saying don't consume the bang. We're just saying in that fashion. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Drink the bang. Just don't chug it in, in a very rapid, you know, three. But to if four you seconds. do, if you do decide you're going to do that. Send send us the video. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. no. It, yeah,
0: it, I it, tag it. down with the
2: proud. Yeah. yeah uh, definitely tag us, send it. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah.
0: What <laughs> <but a> sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but wrapping up the draft, um, they ended with a O O-lineman pick in Dawson Deaton from Texas Tech. Um I really didn't know much about him. I knew I figured we'd end up getting a later round O lineman. Figured it'd be a tackle. Um but you know, we did release JC Treader, so now it's going to be a battle between Nick Harris, Poe, uh, Poe, or whatever, however you gonna say his yeah. name is, Seattle and, guy, yeah, the Seattle center, and then Dawson Dayton. So it's going to be a three way uh, matchup going for that starting center position. Uh, what were your guys' reactions to this pick?
1: He must be versatile. I think it's a guy that, you know, could play some tackle or maybe it'll be expected to, maybe if he doesn't win, you know, the job. Obviously, I think it's uh, Nick Harris's job to, to, to you know, lose. pretty much going, yeah, to lose. I mean, he'd have to really, you know, and then, so I see this guy as a, a developmental project, but, um, you know what? They could, here's how I always think about this. Now, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, I know who this guy was before, and we're reading about But if Andrew Barry thinks that this guy, you know, he could have picked another guy like him and it would have been a developmental project but he chose this one so mm-hmm. he thought this one was the best one out of the ones that he could have chose and I trust in what they do so um yeah I I because if it works out the way that it should then yeah he'll be a contributor two to three years down the line and, and that's fine and then you know I don't know that's how you build good teams you know you get them cheap you get them in the seventh round you do what New England does
0: yeah and you know it looks like that um Andrew Barry and his scouts were uh really heavy on the Big 12 this year, if you yes. notice that. They picked a yeah, lot of players from the Big 12. So, it wasn't like they just randomly picked this guy out of their butt crack. Like, he just, like, they studied this one out. And you got the greatest O-line coach in the league. Bill Cannon, Callahan. Yep. So... I trust. Him. I mean,
2: <laughs> I, I really like this pick. And I'm not just saying that because I used to play center and I used to be an alignment. Um, but, you know, now granted, when you get in these later rounds, um, you, you know, the minute that the name goes off, you're asking who. Um, I dug a little bit here, you know, 6'5, 306. He was a three year starter there at Texas Tech. And the guy has a massive anchor on him. And what I mean by that um, is that he does not get pushed around. In the hole, even when a defensive tackle has him stood up um, with full extension there, he's not moving. Um, One of my favorite clips that I would say, okay, you know, pull up one clip to show me who Dawson Deaton is. It was against Texas. He took on a blitzing linebacker from six yards deep, and he did not even budge. And I'm not even joking you. I can send you the Twitter video after we're done. Um, But it was extremely impressive. Um, Not only played the position. And I know, you know what a blitzing linebacker up the middle from five yards. So it was
1: like this, man, comes running,
2: running, running. It was like, boom. And he didn't like a brick wall. It, It was like a brick wall because you saw him take the hit. He took one step back and regrouped and he was able to anchor himself. Now, the reason why that's huge, you're playing in the AFC North, a team with very, very good defensive lines and a lot of beefy defensive tackles. Um, you know, Ravens just got David Ajabo, as well as um, Travis Jones. Um, they've had bigger defensive tackles in the past. You're you're going to be playing Cam Hayward twice a year, so you know. In in my opinion, now, granted, you, you know, a lot of people will will look at you, you know the center and guard position for the Browns, and they'll say, okay, you know, Joel Patonio and Wyatt Teller. Um, you know, are, are very fantastic players. They are, but I've also seen them get get bullied a little bit, um, you know, in terms of pass break. Now, I'm not saying that Dawson Deaton is going to come in and beat anybody for the job. Like you said, Ed, it's it's going to be Nick Harris's job to lose. You know, not only did he take all the practice reps for J.C. Tretter when, you know, when he could not go. To, I mean, J.C. Tretter still didn't practice at really at all outside mm-hmm. of walkthroughs last year. And Nick Harris got all that um got all those reps in practice and it showed. He played very well against Kenny Clark and, and the Packers there on Christmas Day. So to me it's Nick jo- Nick Harris job to lose, but Nick Harris is also a little bit smaller guy. Um yeah. you know, so they kind of got on the opposite end of the spectrum here, a little bit bigger guy. Um in, just in case if if the Nick Harris project doesn't work out. Um and he's also a guy that like you said, Ed, he's very versatile. Um, I like it when you when you quote me. I like you it. know. <laughs> so so. <you> know, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't even. I can't even do this with you. Um, it, it, it's already bad enough, Manny. You know, not here, and then I just got to just do a double intake of Ed. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Say so, no not. No, you're you, know, not. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm not at all. But <laughs> so at the senior at the Senior Bowl, they had him running both center and guard um you know and he's just a big guy it like he can move pretty well i i like his footwork um so you, you know i i like the pick especially for being a seventh round you know again more than likely this is going to be a flyer we don't know if he's going to make the team but you, you know i like the pick
0: yeah and speaking of picks what was your favorite draft pick we'll start with you ed
1: mm. well it's not even a cleveland brown it's uh Wendell Robinson, uh, not because not because of where he went, but because of high, how high he went in the draft. And I know that makes one Kentucky Wildcat fan very, very, very happy and proud.
0: Yeah, it does. But, you know, I'd have been fine if he'd have slipped one more pick. <laughs> Just one more.
1: All right, fine. That wasn't my favorite pick. My favorite pick was Perry on Winfrey. How could you not like that
0: juice? The juice. One more us Go Ed. Come on. Um, wow. Um, I
1: need you know some
2: what? juice. i, I Come on. I, 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 I... All right. All right. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll be you know I'll I'll be the smarter one of the group here and I'll back off here because Perry and Winfrey to me was the pick uh, of the draft here. I'm very surprised again they got him at 104. Um, he's really like 108. He's a hustle and pursuit guy. I mean, there's there's themes when you go across this draft, right? Um, especially with the wide receivers, you know, they got wide receivers that are a little bit taller, a little bit more lengthy. You know, on terms of the D line, Alex Wright and Perry on Winfrey are both dogs in the sense of they're all hustle and all pursuit. You know, in now and everybody it, it, as. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always when I go, it, right? You're not it's, supposed it's to. Always, put those it's on. always when, like, I'm I'm off on a tangent. And I'm doing well, and we it's talked like, about that. You're not supposed to put those
1: on.
0: Break the thing. I didn't break it. I didn't put it on the heart far enough. Okay, all right. See, so the people that are listening are going to be so confused Absolutely. while we just randomly stop.
1: <laughs> well, everybody, he was going to put on a Browns helmet, but inside that Browns helmet, they got a thing basically that says, don't go past this point. And uh, I know somebody, no names. Oh, it's
0: not know. like an actual helmet? It's like, it's the replica one, bro. I didn't want to yeah. spend like $5 million on a real one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Repl- get so everybody one out there done. that
1: can't see, replica Browns helmet, beautiful helmet, beautiful. And, uh, you know, and and... and- Christian was gonna put it on, and there's a point in there where you're not supposed to go any further because you could damage said product. And uh yeah, it's it's a beautiful bronze helmet. So that's what, what's going on, all the shenanigans right now. That's break good news. That's good
0: news. <laughs> um so since you all talked about who your favorite picks were, I'm gonna go with mine. Mine was David Bell. Um felt like we really needed to get another receiver. Um I kind of felt like it'd either be our first or second pick, but it ended up being our third. And for the value at the pick, I don't think he could have got any better than David Bell at the wide receiver position. Um, honestly, I've saw ma- mocks like where they were picking him at 44, where they're picking him at 78. And to get him at 99 is, r- is actually pretty good still. And he's pretty much juice 2.0 in my, in my eyes. So.
2: I mean, it, it's you, you look at the draft here in terms of the wide receivers. I, I mean, everybody was pretty much gone at ninety nine, right? I, I mean, Pickens was gone, Sky Moore was gone, Christian Watson was gone, Wondale Robinson was gone. So it, it, to be able to still be still pick up a and and again, everybody looks at the forty and they say four six, another slow guy. Flip on the tape. I challenge everybody listening right here that is not convinced that David Bell is a good wide receiver. Flip on the tape. People, wake up! Because he is an extremely talented some wide receiver. Juice in yeah, yeah. Some in you, yeah. Look, look it up. You know, he is an extremely talented wide receiver to be paired with a guy like Amari Cooper. That's going to demand double teams everywhere. He's either going to demand double teams or mm-hmm. he's catching the ball and making a huge play. Because l- let's be honest here, Amari Cooper. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Amari <laughs> Cooper. One on one, I love Amari a Extremely dangerous matchup against any corner in the league. So now you have a guy like David Bell who can operate from the slot and run the underneath stuff. I'm I'm all for it. David yeah. Bell will be an excellent pick
0: in the future. Yeah, I think he will too. I mean, you got DPJ and Amari Koopy. They're running. And running, and running. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while you'll have uh, Jakeem Grant and Anthony Schwartz out there with him, and I think I think Anthony Schwartz is going to benefit a lot from these other wide receivers coming in, Woof. and. And a good QB in uh, Deshaun Watson.
1: We got breakhead news. Breakhead What's news. Uh, I'm I'm looking out in the Twitter ver- Well, actually, the Twitterverse and and on YouTube, and I see a, a question from Summer Did we talk about the Marco signing, and then she's referring to the opening breakhead news when we talked about Stefanski and his temper tantrum that he had with okay. AB about not drafting a tight end. So today just- they signed. Former basketball star, I don't know if it a star, but from Texas Tech, Marco <laughs> Santos Silva to play a little tight end. So, summer we have addressed See your really? question, but
2: we'll address it again. Uh, you're a loyal listener, and, and we thank you for it. So, so I got a question for the group. A- am I am I a hater for saying like this? Yes, this signing is a <laughs> it, is a is a little dumb. No. I mean,
0: am I a hater? A- that, like mid like like season. Um, like, I mean, it's still early. Like. We're just okay. Now. So let, let
2: me reframe. Think about let this: me, How many great players have played basketball? Like every single one of them. <laughs> Antonio Gates. Would you take yeah. this guy or Steven Carlson as tight end three? Huh? What huh? would you take this yeah, guy? Like, I, you know, I, 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 Carlson as tight end I don't three. see.
1: I don't like what Max's doing right now because Max's asking good questions and he's trying to corner
0: me. And he,
2: well, he, I don't he's know. I'm not. Are you upset because I'm cornering you, Ed,
1: or are you upset because I'm right? See that's the thing, and I'm looking for a way to weasel my way out to say you're not right. So here's what I'm going to say to that: trust
0: AB. Oh, he got you there. See, I don't. I look at it as like he's a a camp body. That's what I kind of saw him as. If he turn, if he pans out, he pans out. I mean, we still got Stephen Carlson. We kind of need that third tight end or tight end two, depending on how much they really trust Harrison Bryant, which I'm pretty sure they do. But that um. <laughs> well, well, I think yeah. Well, I, I
1: like I'm a buck nut, I, but they, they weren't buckeye nuts. though, were they? They were.
0: And these nuts. Uh, <laughs> but come back to what I, was saying, I I think he's more of like a camp body, and that's kind of where that's what they thought when they signed him.
2: I mean, a guy with no grasp of. Uh, I mean, did he play any any ball in high school at least? Because he Miles was Garrett, a basketball player at Texas Tech. Miles Garrett likes to play basketball and hoop it up, and I know
1: Kevin Stefanski doesn't like him doing that. But maybe, maybe they brought this cat in there because you know maybe they play some pickup games that you know at night. Hey, after the night so the yeah. Did
2: you copy that off of Jeff Lloyd's tweet, Ed? Who? No, I didn't even see it. Oh, Okay, because uh, Jeff Lloyd literally tweeted the same exact thing. Uh, Once again, great, great uh,
0: conspiracy the theories.
2: Yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure that. No, you I, 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 really did. I don't. Uh, I did. I, got, I did. I did
1: not see anything about that. I, actually, here's what happened. I saw a Cameron Justice tweet about her saying that this happened. I added it to the breakhead news, and I haven't looked at. So I, so I really had no idea. I, uh, I uh, I'm a, I'm a smart guy. Down with the Browns. Hey, I'm home.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> boys, and he's here to stay. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, boys, I think this has been. A fantastic episode. Uh, we didn't have our boy Manny with us, but he will be back next week. It's And we will have a special guest who will be named later next Monday. And it's not—it's not, it's not that,
1: that dog. It's not that
0: dog. Ooh. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. tuning in. Hey, go Browns.
2: Go Browns, baby. Boop, 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 the town. AFC champs, I'm loving the sound. Ready for steel, ready to rave. Ready for fall, ready to bang. See us, we come up we sign we lie. we pass we run we touching it down. Cleveland, we go, we did it. We been through the ready, we loving the Browns. Never will chill, never will lounge. We are the dogs, we are the hounds. Never the us, we blew or we win us. Don't get on your feet, because we are the Browns.